Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. I hope you guys are having a great Monday. Great start of the week. I hope you all had a great weekend as well and were able to refresh and just spend a lot of downtime. I am Emma Roy. I am Tracy Poe. We are so excited to be here. This is our seventh episode. So excited. (laughs) The last two that we did were about being other-oriented, so definitely go check those out. And then we are starting kind of a mini-series, if you want to call it that. Um, We talked last week and gave like a little hint what it was going to be. It's called It's All About Timing. It's all about the timing. Sorry, there's a V in there. So just stay tuned. We drop episodes every Monday, and I'm super excited. I think it's going to be some good stuff. So I will let Tracy take it away, take the floor, and just explain what it is to be all about the timing. Did we did we drop a little hint at the end of the last episode? If we didn't, we did now. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Okay. I was thinking about what can we do after the other-oriented part one and part two. And conflict. Conflict has just been on my mind lately. And so I know that conflict is something that we're all used to, but it just seems like it is becoming more and more prevalent, heavier and heavier in people's lives and their relationships and society and the world. So I wanted to take a different approach. I wanted to think about conflict, but not in terms of the conflict that is already happening, but what tools could we share or techniques could we share with people on how to navigate the possibility of a conflict? So what are some things that we could try to stop that conflict from ever happening in the first place? So that takes us to today. It's all about the timing. So Emma, I know that this morning when I asked you to go to Starbucks for us, and by the way, Emma and I have a a morning meeting every day. And so on her way to Starbucks, I said, oh, and there's a couple things we need to talk about in our morning meeting. How did you take that? I was immediately anxious. I I don't know what I was assuming, but I was definitely assuming that there was going to be some bad news involved or something super drastic. And I don't know. I tend to get anxiety when people say things like that. So I probably took it way out of proportion and I panicked a little. I was a little freaked out. So I said, no, it's not, it's nothing bad. Just, you know, maybe let's start our morning meeting now. And we decided to talk about a couple of things because it really wasn't a big deal but I made a mistake, which we will talk about in a little bit. So when I think about it's all about the timing, let's say my husband comes home at the end of the day and he's tired and I need to tell him a a lot of things, right? The, this broke, oh, we've got to talk about this. We've got to make this decision. And this has been bothering me. If I hit that with him when he walks through the door, how do you think he's going to receive that? Definitely stressed. He'll probably – that'll set him off, put him in a bad mood, stress him out. And honestly, he probably won't even listen. It'll just go in one ear out the other. Well, I know that it would go in one ear and out the other, but I think it would definitely set us up for – a situation that could easily roll into conflict, right? And so likewise, let's say I'm a stay-at-home parent and I've got young children and they're, it's a busy, crazy day and he walks in 
at, at the end of the day and he hits me with that, I'm going to receive it about the same. I, I won't handle it well. So I know that a lot of people, a lot of, whether it's couples or family members, you know, mother, mother, child, father, child, coworkers, whatever, if we can start thinking in terms of how does this timing hit, it might kind of, I don't know, avoid conflict, if that's the better word, or at least soften it. So again, going back to me, I am a morning person and my husband is a, no, 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 I'm saying it backwards. So saying it backwards. I am not a morning person. He is a morning person, really. And I am a night owl. And so I kind of get my second win later at night if I can sleep in. So there are times, and, and I know this stuff, but it's kind of, you know, hard to remember. So there have been times when he's just about to doze off to sleep. And I say, oh, I forgot, dot, dot, dot. And it doesn't, he doesn't receive it as well as if we would have talked about it when he wasn't literally falling asleep. So Emma, how do you and Andrew handle that? Are you, are, are you both night owls, one or the other? Tell me about that. I would definitely say that Andrew is a morning person. He loves waking up in the morning. He's always full of energy. Like he always wakes up on the right side of the bed. I feel like I always wake up on the wrong side of the bed and go to sleep on the wrong side of the bed. I am not a morning person or a night owl. I hate to say it, but I'm one of those people that wakes up tired and goes to bed tired. Like maybe around lunchtime after I've had my food, I'm good. (laughs) But so he's definitely a morning person. He often likes to talk in the morning, talk about our day, talk about any plans that we have for that week. And I always feel bad, but it kind of, keeps happening he'll talk and I'm half asleep and I'm just answering just to answer just to get him out the door so I can go back to sleep and he'll ask me questions like hey can we do this dinner or can I order this or whatever 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 and I'll just give an answer and then he'll do it or he'll be like okay let's go and I'm like where are we going well we talked we have dinner with these people I'm like you never we never talked about it he's like yes we did this morning you said yes and so it's just funny because it's like neither of us learn that in the morning I just give an answer no matter what, I just, whatever, sure, yeah, I don't care, just to go back to sleep. So there's definitely some issues with that, but I think he's learned that just, just talk to me after I eat. Exactly. And so it's more important with situations where somebody needs to talk about how they're feeling or situations where a decision needs to be made. So Emma, this morning when I said we need to talk, What if I would have said to you, hey, Emma, for instance, I know that you asked off. I'm going to let you have the time off, but there are some things we need to talk about. I'm on my way to a meeting. Can we talk about them at lunch? How would that have hit you at that point? Probably a lot better. I would have been a little less anxious. I just think the detail would have gone a lot further if you would have just said from the beginning, hey, we're talking about this. We'll talk about it in detail later. You know, it would have just made me feel better, calmed my nerves. It wouldn't have made my mind go a million different places thinking it could be about anything. You know, it would have narrowed it down. So it definitely would have helped a a lot. And also, did it help with me saying or bringing you into the decision of when is a good time for you to talk about it? 
Yeah, I definitely think it's respectful. It shows that you are other-oriented, like we talked about last week, and that you respect that other person and you value that other person's time, emotions, feelings, like you don't let them stress when you're talking about it or if it's they're really busy or whatever's going on. It just shows that, hey, I care about your time. I know your time is valuable too, not just mine. So let's meet in the middle and figure out a way to work this thing out. And so if I would have said, hey, let's talk at lunch, and then you would have said, oh, I've got a deadline – we could have just gone back and forth until we found that mutual time that would have been better for both of us to talk. So being specific and then allowing the two of you to figure out a good time to talk about it. And I'm not talking about emergency situations. That Those are the situations you've got to deal with it right now. And I'm not talking about how's the weather, how was your day, just that kind of, you know, just chit chat. I'm talking about Again, things where a decision needs to be made, things where you need to talk about maybe how you're feeling about something that happened. So be specific, agree on a time. Now, when you agree on the time, you also have to think about the environment. So let's say you decide, okay, we're going to talk about it at dinner tonight, but you go to a restaurant and there's a TV screen in the background and there's a lot of people walking back and forth and there's a lot of distractions. That also is not going to be of benefit to your conversation. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah, no, definitely. I think distractions in the environment around you matter in a lot of decision-making or even conflict, just whatever it may be. I mean, if you're having a serious talk and your waiter's coming up to you every five minutes or the kid is screaming in your ear or someone's throwing food at you, I don't know, whatever it is, someone's walking too close to you, that can definitely throw people off and turn people off from wanting to listen in on the conversation. So you also need to think about Am I hungry? Is that person hungry or hangry? As some of us like to say, am I tired? Is that person tired? Am I not feeling well? Is that person not feeling well? So if you have any of those external noise situations going on or internal noise situations going on, that also needs to be considered. So just moving forward, if we can all think about the timing, the environment, being specific when you say you need to talk and working out a mutual time, I think that could, in a lot of cases, go a long way toward helping navigate that potential conflict. So there you go. I also think some of the distractions, um, eliminating them as well can be beneficial, especially internal distractions. Distractions don't have to be like a kid throwing something at you or a kid screaming in the booth. It could be internal. It could be you have a lot going on at work, at home, with your family, whatever's going on, and you're talking with someone else. It could be that you're not giving your full attention and your full dedication almost to the conversation that you're having to make that decision or to fix whatever issue is going on. So it's all about – it goes back to respect. Like if you give that person 100%, they'll see it and give you 100%, and then you can come to the decision and you can come to a mutual agreement, a resolution, whatever it may be, but you have to be able to tune out the internal distractions as well as the external distractions. Both are equally important to avoid. That is correct. Now, remember, you can't control the other person, but you can do your part. So it's not going to avoid it every single time, but it will help. So there you go. All right. So I hope you guys have enjoyed. We like to keep them short and sweet. We always say that. So 
just a little, I guess, company news, you could say. We have a five-session intensive that has dropped. It is on our website. It's called Kick Your Fear of Public Speaking in the Face. And that ranges from, you know, I'm nervous to public speak. I want to get over it. All the way to, like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to puke. I'm going to pass out if I get up and speak in front of people, whether it be two people or 500. So if you're anywhere in that category... I think it's for you. I think anyone can benefit from it. So we did drop that. We dropped our website. I will put in the description our social media and our website so you can sign up for the course. And yeah, just go give it a share, give it a like, give it a follow, DM us if you have any questions, comments, concerns, criticism. We can take it all. Don't worry. And thank you guys. I hope you guys have a great week and we will tune in next Monday.